You're listening to Get the Skinny with your hosts, Brian Kilby and John DeLuna. Hey, everybody. It's your old friend, John DeLuna, along with Brian Kilby for uh, the last Get the Skinny of the year. Brian, Brian, how are you doing? Uh, other than being sick, I took a rare sick day uh, really? on Friday. Like today? Eh, on Friday. Um, okay. And uh, I like I had to uh, facilitate a, a, a session today. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, uh, not a whole session, but to the next two days, I pretty much have to talk all day. So I'm not looking forward to it. Doing the big show on Wednesday is going to be hard. Yes, you're going to have to uh, delegate quite a bit yeah. on Wednesday. Yeah. You're going to have to like uh, like let this bird fly by itself. If you love it, let it go. See if it's going to fly or die. I'm sure we can handle it. Maybe someday, if I really feel gutsy, I'll let uh, Don run it. Oh, man. I have to be there. I must be there. You know, the biggest challenge of hosting any podcast is the um, having the instincts to pick up the slack when you sense a little bit of dead air. Oh, God, yeah. That's easily the worst part. Yes. Yes. And it's kind of like there's that uh, if you're not good at it or if you're not like just quick on the draw just to like jump in and fill time like I'm doing right now. Um, you would, uh, you would tend to like, let it go just long enough where it's one awkward two everybody else on the call feels compelled to say something. So they kind of run into each other at the same time. Cause I think everybody has like that clock in their head. That's pretty similar. And, uh, and three, it's a real fast way to lose control. Yep. And Skype, uh, the timing on Skype really is uh delicate. If, uh, there's a, the slightest bit delay, people talk over each other. Mm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, I think I think, guys, this is going to be uh, a pretty food focused um, snack focused, fast food focused. Uh, get the skinny to close out the year, which I think is appropriate. Uh, we'll go over our last food assignment for you guys, the uh, the pumpkin pie at McDonald's. But uh, real quick, Brian, I just polished off a pair because they come in pairs, a pair of tasty uh, unfrosted strawberry Pop-Tarts. And I will tell you that uh, I was afraid Pop-Tarts were incredibly unhealthy. And while they are not like sticks of celery, stalks of celery, they are um, not terrible. I looked up unfrosted strawberry Pop-Tarts and one pastry is 210 calories, only six grams of fat, which is 9% of your uh, total allowance, daily allowance. Uh, saturated fat, two grams, which is 10%. Uh, and a little bit of uh, protein, not too much. But from a fat standpoint, like if you polish two of these, and who only eats one Pop-Tart? Um, you're only getting 20% of your daily dose of saturated fat, which is not great, but also surprisingly not terrible. And only 420 calories. That's not too shabby. Yeah, I think foods like Pop-Tarts and uh, Twinkies and such really get the um, not so much a bad rap because of – the food itself, but because of the impression of the people that normally consume it, like people who are really into Pop-Tarts probably also eat more than, you know, one or two, and they may eat them every single day. They mm. probably eat a ton of other stuff and probably getting way more than their, you know, 2,000, 2,500 calories a day. So it's, it's not fair. it's not their fault, but it's the, you know, it's just, it's, um, it's one of those things like the, you say about stereotypes. A lot of times there yeah. is a truth to them and, and it's why they're funny indeed indeed and uh i can kind of see that um pop tarts definitely not something i would recommend 
for breakfast like every day, but even as a treat, late night treat, I was I was pleasantly surprised that um, calorie count wasn't outrageous and the saturated fat, fat wasn't crazy. The other thing that I had, Brian, I don't know if you've ever had this, cereal for dinner. Cereal for dinner is my favorite. And uh, I had a Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Are you a Cinnamon Toast Crunch fan? I will eat it. Um, it's it's not my go-to. Uh, What's your go-to cereal? Uh, probably shouldn't say. Uh, so my, my favorite cereals. Uh, probably my favorite cereal period uh, is um, Frankenberry. I, really? I, I love Frankenberry. Is that seasonal? Yeah. Okay. Um, I also – I really like uh, – I do like Lucky Charms. But I don't really eat Lucky Charms that often. Uh, if normally, if I buy a cereal to eat it, it's probably going to be – I don't want to sound hippy-dippy or anything, but it's like this uh, pumpkin flax stuff that I would get like at Whole Foods. Uh, I genuinely like it. It's probably no better for me than than like Cocoa Krispies or something, mm-hmm. but it makes me feel good because I spend like $5 a box. Is it uh, high in fiber? Yeah. Yeah, I figured. Um Let's see here. So here's the thing with like cereal. I love it for dinner, but uh, it's not like on my list of dinner options enough. I don't venture out enough until like the breakfast for dinner. So beyond cereal, or have, are you afraid of having breakfast for dinner? Are you a breakfast for dinner kind of guy? Bacon, eggs, steak, whatever, pancakes? Not to uh, delve too deeply into my pain, but growing up like dirt poor, mm-hmm. uh, like a common, common thing that we would eat like mm-hmm. um, for dinner or lunch because they were cheap was was biscuits. Uh-huh. So, so uh, like eating a biscuit or a gravy biscuit or eggs or something, bacon or whatever for dinner, um, it, I'm no stranger to that. Uh, Kim and I will still do it from time to time because, I mean, we like breakfast foods. Breakfast food is arguably my favorite type of food. I don't know about you. Yeah, I, I like it. Uh, BotCon or whatever this year, uh, that place mm-hmm. where we had the, um, what was it, country fried steak or something for breakfast. Really good. Yeah. Uh, this was like one of those uh, top three bycons for food. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. I would expect that uh, this year's uh, or this upcoming 2016 bycon will be the same thing. It's in Louisville, right? So there's got to be like awesome food. Oh, there, has, there has to be. And I, I wasn't going to go to this bycon, but if it's the last one or if there's the possibility of being the last one, I kind of have to go. Yeah, it's looking that way. Uh, I was afraid that uh, my personal schedule was going to preclude me from doing that. I thought I was going to have possibly like a professional job related thing going on that same weekend. But luckily um, I've just got three things in a row and Bacon's one of them. So I can make them all hopefully for sure. Um, I'm excited. So Brian, do you want to, uh, do you want to lead off and dive into this McDonald's pumpkin pie fiasco? Uh, Yeah. So my, did you wait first? Did your McDonald's have the pumpkin pie? They did. Okay. Mine didn't. So okay. I had to get the quote unquote holiday pie. Oh my god! Um, it was this white pasty uh, thing that had uh, sprinkles on it, uh, red and green sprinkles. So it it's called a holiday pie. It's probably, in all intents and purposes, a Christmas pie. And I swear to God, I had to stop eating it. Awesome. It's, what, what what was the flavor it was going for? Like sugar cookie. And oh, eating huh. it, it wasn't bad, but I could tell that it wasn't good. It was. I felt. I felt like I was being 
uh, I felt like I was being misled or uh, like I was being um, like violated. Almost. It's kind of like I was being manipulated because <laughs> it was like, oh, wow, this is a sugar cookie in pie form. And it was like McDonald's is using some sort of I'm, you know, this is this is my interpretation. McDonald's actually isn't doing this, but using some sort of like uh psycho analytical like programming to make me like like this thing like in a different mindset i probably could have had three or four of them it was it was warm it was gooey and it tasted like a sugar cookie but it was kind of like uh, as a kid watching like um a death wish movie or something you know you shouldn't do it and you feel guilty yeah. about it uh it was like that so i honest to god uh, after i ate about half of it i threw the rest in the trash because i kind of felt a little dirty just couldn't enjoy it. I couldn't enjoy it. Weird. Well, okay, well, I, I got some questions on this. One, what shape? And two, did it have its own packaging? How legit was this? Oh uh, yeah, yeah, it had its own packaging. It was um in one of those sleeve things or however. Okay, they... So it was the standard like rectangle of rectangle shape. Yeah, and I was actually a little disappointed. Uh, it was baked, it wasn't fried. So uh totally <laughs> shocked by that. I actually to make to make it up, I actually picked up a crispy cream fried uh cherry pie. And um, I actually didn't eat much for dinner tonight. I uh, ate, had dinner at work. There was a function, and um, not to gorge myself in front of – not that I would normally gorge, but just to be <laughs> extra careful in front of people that I don't know. Uh, I did eat very sparingly. Um, okay. So I may end up eating that cherry pie before I go to bed. Uh, funny you should bring that up. So we had our holiday party uh, last week, and uh, I fall into your camp. I am the one – I'm the type of person that uh, – well, we, well, we had buffet style. And I very much make a conscious effort to only go through the line once, no matter what my appetite level. And when I'm in mixed company or in professional company, I only go through the line once. And I don't make like it, an obnoxious plate, probably for the same reason, like kind of like the social pressures or I, I don't want to be judged, which I know I'm not going to be. I'm sure I'm – wouldn't be, but no. I'm always surprised at the people who have the uh, the gumption to go two or three times through a buffet at a professional function. Okay, that so, takes guts. So, like tonight was definitely a professional function. Uh, last week, though, uh, my uh, team at work we did have a buffet, a buffet style a holiday uh, slash Christmas uh, get together. And I did go uh, one and a half times. Eh, we'll say two times. But mm -hmm. I certainly wasn't the only one, and it was really good. But uh, tonight's uh, event was with people that I don't really know that well, so I didn't mm -hmm. want to give them the impression that um, I was a, a hog. Plus, uh, at lunch, we had a team lunch, uh, so we went out to this uh, sushi place that has, uh, like, family-style all-you-can-eat. And usually if you go to a sushi place, it's all-you-can-eat. It would be garbage. This place is really good. And uh, the team does it quite a bit, and um, it's not uncommon for us to probably go uh, maybe two, two times deep, maybe three times deep, depending on how much time we have. And I probably had uh, today uh, three or four rolls, so... <laughs> Okay. It was really good, so I was kind of full too. But what I'm, about dessert? Now, are you definitely like one serving of dessert or multiple servings of dessert? Per uh, usually, I don't normally eat dessert. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, at the function tonight, there was uh, they had brownies that were cut into like quadrants or yeah. into fourths. Mm-hmm. So I had two of those, so effectively half a brownie. Uh, but no, I I normally skip dessert. I'm not a big dessert fan. And Very like, nice. if I have to choose between like uh like a second helping of like mashed potatoes or meatloaf or mm-hmm. like a cake, I will absolutely take the meatloaf or the cake or the or the mashed potatoes over the cake. Yeah, me too. Me too. But that is another one where again, I'm not naming names here. I'm just saying that there are some people who um feel that they can they can pull this off getting uh, if there are like multiple options for desserts at a professional function they want one of everything so they end up having like a slice of cheesecake a slice of carrot cake and a cookie they line those all up in front of them at a table of mixed company table of eight to ten people and they somehow pull it off so my hat's off to them I don't have I don't have their bravery, that is for sure. Yeah, I can't do it. Nope, can't do it, can't do it. Um, so, Brian, we are rounding out the year. I understand that you have pulled up a little list for us. Yeah, I stole this from Reader's Digest. Uh, so, uh, this is going to be the last episode of 2016 of Get the Skinny. So, uh, we're we're actually going to resume after the new year. So, uh, there are a lot of people who uh, I don't... I, I nobody in my family does this that I'm aware of, but I do know folks that like have uh, New Year's Eve traditions that they're supposed to, uh, to keep to like eating certain kinds of food. It means good luck or something, which I always think is BS. I of course don't believe any of that stuff, but it's interesting. I was actually curious what those foods were, hmm. and uh, Reader's Digest had this wonderful list to uh, share the. Seven foods that they consider uh, traditional good luck foods. And I'm going to go ahead and run through those. Uh, probably the most common one that you're aware of, at least this is the case in the South, uh, greens. Uh, usually mm-hmm. like collard greens or something like that. Interestingly enough, uh, the photo that they have on their blog is like spinach. I don't <laughs> know that many people eat spinach on um, uh, New Year's Eve. They may. I I would certainly prefer spinach to um to collard greens. I don't really do the collard greens that much. Um but it says for an alternative you can also do sesame greens and bean sprouts. Uh so I, uh weird. Yeah. If you're going to do it do it right. Yeah. Do honest to goodness collard greens. Yeah. Uh collard greens are definitely uh probably the way to go. Um here's one that I've never heard before. Mm. And, of course, it uh, gets the modern treatment as well. It says noodles and grains. It says noodles are symbols of long life and grains like rice. Quinoa and barley stand for abundance. I love okay. I love quinoa. I absolutely do love quinoa, but I've never heard of anyone eating quinoa on New Year's Eve. But I may start that this year. I mean, if there was ever a trendy food, it's quinoa. But it's justified being trendy. It's Sure. It's good and it is healthy. It's a superfood. It's not like pomegranate or something like that to me. Uh, No. What happened to that, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Actually, I guess pomegranate's a fruit, so it says eat fruit. (laughs) It says on on New Year's Eve – John, please tell me if this is true. Okay. Uh, On New Year's Eve, Mexicans pop a grape for each stroke of midnight with each representing a page of the calendar ahead. What? Are you familiar – Vaguely familiar. Yeah, I've never heard of that one. That's super Mexican, though. 
if that's true. Like that is like next level Mexican. I'm not there. But I want to say like there is some, like one brain cell somewhere in the dark recesses of my mind that uh, that knows that. I've heard of something like that before, but uh, I cannot confirm. Like I would, you know, I, I probably if if I were like Mexican American or uh, lived in like Texas or something, yes, I would probably be eating something way better than grapes. <laughs> well, I mean, tough times, dude. By the way, uh, I I really enjoy the idea of Mexican Brian Kilby. It, that seems like an awesome, borderline offensive Halloween character. At some it, point. it would be like a Touch of Evil, the Orson Welles movie with Charlton Heston, where Charlton uh-huh. Heston played. You know, a Mexican. It's so basically just Charlton Heston in brown face. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, let's see that. Yeah. No. No. Uh, let's see here. Pork. Pigs are a lucky symbol because they root forward and are, are rotund, except you kill them <laughs> and eat their belly fat. Um, yeah. Traditionally in the American South, pork, beans, and greens are combined in a dish called Hoppin' John for New Year's Eve. So living in the American South, I have never heard of that. I've heard of the I've heard of the dish. If you asked me, like, have you heard of Hoppin' John, I would say yes. If you asked me what it was, I couldn't answer you. Now, I, I know that name. Like greens, green beans, and like all that stuff are definitely seasoned with pork or fat back. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've never heard of that one. Mm. Uh, this one here is uh, interesting. Cake. Uh, ring-shaped <laughs> cakes, sometimes with trinkets baked inside, like what? Uh, Hot Wheels are symbol of coming of coming full circle. Indulge a little with the delicious chocolate recipe below, and it links to a molten chocolate cake. Why would you put a tr- what? What the hell is a trinket that would go in that? I, I just can't imagine what you. Is would that actually- like the uh, little plastic baby for like king cake? Wouldn't that melt? Um, I think I, I think with at least with king cake, it doesn't get. It doesn't get hot enough at the center of the cake to melt the plastic. Yeah. Uh, don't know. Uh, last one. I don't know if it's seven. I haven't counted. Probably is. Uh, okay. Fish. Uh, fish are believed to be lucky because their scales resemble coins, whatever. Okay. And they swim in schools, which invoke the idea of abundance. It says try salmon with mango salsa. Salmon with mango salsa sounds one delicious, but two not really New Year's Eve. Yeah, that's a very that's a very oddly specific suggestion too. I really would love to have some salmon with mango salsa right now. You know what? I I love I love salmon. And yeah, I've me got too. like salmon steaks in the freezer. The problem is it takes like a day to thaw them, and I I can't plan that far ahead. Like this weekend, I went went out to the restaurant. Um, uh, an Asian place that I like, and uh, they, I just got uh, salmon sashimi, and I just mm-hmm. slurped it down. Yep. And Kim was disgusted, but it was delicious. I'm sure it was. Salmon's awesome. Salmon is it. awesome. It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. That's all I got with this, John. Do you have anything? Um, boo. As far as like New Year's Eve foods or, any, or, or anything, you have anything Ooh, else? Rituals? Oh, really? Just anything? I, I, I guess with New Year with New Year's coming up, are you going to make any New Year's resolutions? Oh, that's a good one. I'm not. Ooh, that's a good one. I'm not. Um, I make March resolutions. I I don't do it at New Year's. That's just oh, really? just too trendy. You know what? I, to be honest with you, to get all soft and gooey for a minute. I don't make New Year's resolutions. The one I made that I can remember in the last. Who knows how many years was the um, the year 
the year we were going to have our kid. So this is two winters ago and we were like weeks away from having, um, our daughter and my new year's resolution for that following year was to get as healthy as possible to be a healthy dad that hangs around for a longish time. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, my new new year's resolution, the one that I can remember was for somebody else. Basically. What about you? Uh, no, I don't do them. Like I will at all. No, like I like New Year's because it reminds me I need to buy like Slim Fast and protein powder and stuff because it's mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. But I don't buy it because I intend to specifically start over. Uh, I because I, I just I I I think planning like that is usually doomed to failure. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I would rather just you know. Uh, integrate whatever it's a natural you know of course new year is a natural uh time to start fresh because it's kind of like um it's an it's an increment of change where you can say well this is a new start but it just my brain doesn't work that way um i'm just as inclined to do something like the middle of the week like oh i want to lose weight so i'm going to you know i'm going to have this crazy restrictive diet don't do that but um it really is not something that works for me hmm uh, that reminds me actually just real quick. I want your thoughts on this. So, uh, it's the end of the year, start of the year, <clears throat> new year's resolution, as we just talked about, of course, the biggest one is always to get into shape. Like I'm sure that's the most common one in some form. People's resolutions are, I just want to get in better shape. Did you know, I read this article this weekend, the fastest growing gym franchise or company in America is Planet Fitness. Oh, now, yeah. Do you Not know what Planet Fitness's thing is? Ten bucks a month. Ten bucks a month and almost anti-exercise. Like they're like they're they're so like it's the it's the place it's the place that builds itself as the gym for people who either hate working out are brand new to working out. Like it's there's like no judgment or something, right? Or is it Yes. And like there's no contract as as far as I as far as I know. Yes. And they um they serve free pizza on the first Monday of the month and bagels on the second Tuesday of the month. Holy crap. And they have Tootsie Rolls at the front desk. And they have what they call a lunk alarm. Which goes off if they hear someone grunting when they're lifting weights. What? Yes. So they shame people for for uh, vocalizing when they're working out. It it's like like I said, it's so it's so far like to the other side of the spectrum that it's almost anti exercise. So I've never heard this before. This is like documented. This is out there. People know oh, yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is their thing. And they don't have they don't have free weights over eighty pounds. Uh, like a like a dumbbell over eighty pounds. Oh, that's right. not that's not that bad. That's not terrible, but it's still like like for most guys of like that are fairly serious. Like at some point, you're going to go over eighty pounds for something. I mean, like no, I mean, like I, I go over eighty pounds for bench press with dumbbells. Uh, uh-huh. I definitely do it for shrugs. Yeah, or yeah, for yeah. like if I want to do like – I mean obviously if I wanted to do it for like uh, for uh, squats or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
like for curls, uh, that's about as oh, much. No. Yeah, like I can do, I could do about seventy pounds on a yeah. dumbbell. Right. I, I'm certain I could do eighty pounds if I kept going, but mm-hmm. I can do sixty now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, no, I, I would be fine stopping at eighty. Uh, the one thing they do have is like a unusually large cardio section. So they have rows and rows and rows and rows of treadmills, obviously, and not not too many weights. They don't really focus on the weight thing. Again, it's for like the people who hate exercise or they're brand new to it. They want to get in shape before joining a normal gym. And again, free pizza. So I found it fascinating that this is the fastest growing gym franchise or gym company in America right now. Not surprised that you're popping up everywhere. Man, interesting. Interesting. And so, the thing is, for 10 bucks a month for access to all the cardio equipment, yeah, I think it's totally worth it. It is totally worth it, especially if that is like, even if you're not, even if you're like a serious exercise person, or if you're not casual per se, but you you focus on cardio more than anything, sounds good to me. Like, frankly speaking, I have all the weights at home that I need. But what I don't have, I have an exercise bike. I don't have an elliptical or a treadmill. Uh, mm. I would, I would definitely pay ten bucks a month to so that Kim and I could go and um, work an elliptical or a treadmill. And you know, I've I've got dumbbells over eighty pounds at home. I don't I don't need to go to a gym to do that. Hmm. Hmm. Well, maybe if one opens in any proximity to you, you might want to check it out and report back to us. I was like, Kim and I plan on moving hopefully this year or this coming year, uh, yeah. the next few months. Um, yep. And the town we're moving to or we'll move to uh, yeah. just open up a brand new one. Uh-huh. Probably two to three minutes from the house that we like right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. We may have a match here. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, so Brian, now do you have anything? I don't. I really don't. Uh, it's been a, it's been a fun year. Uh, th- I uh, really enjoyed bringing back Get the Skinny. Uh, thank you, John, for uh, suggesting it earlier this year. Sure. Uh, when did we actually – which month was it that we actually started back? Uh, February. So it's been almost a year that we've been doing this. Wow. Yeah, I know. Uh, hopefully, uh, time hopefully, flies. Yeah, I know. Hopefully by uh, February uh, 20 f- – you know, one thing we didn't – we quit talking about uh, was like it was like goals. Uh, it just making mm-hmm. more of like a general discussion. Not that I necessarily want to focus so much on goals, but maybe like a monthly check-in. Uh, maybe starting back. Um, maybe starting in February to see wh- how things have changed in a year. Uh, and then maybe continuing like with just a monthly update on progress. Might be worthwhile doing. Yes, I totally agree. Let's do it. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John, that's all I got. That's all I got, Brian. So uh, let's close out the show in style. And by style, I mean politely asking for you guys to help us out as we help you guys out with uh, with get the skinnies like almost every week, sort of, kind of. Um, if you go to tfradio.net, click the Amazon link. Or if you go to tfradio.net slash Amazon, when you do your uh, Amazon shopping like normal, some nickels and dimes go into Brian Kilby's pocket when you check out. And we use those nickels and dimes to keep the lights on. So keep the podcast going, flowing, free. Everybody likes free. And we love that you guys listen every time we crank out a fine, handcrafted Get the Skinny. So go to tfradio.net, click the Amazon link, or tfradio.net slash Amazon, whichever you prefer. And we appreciate it. So for Brian Kilby, this is John Luna. We will see you next year, 2016, on Get the Skinny. This has been Get the Skinny 